Welcome to From Heartache to Healing and Hope with your host, Bernadette Winters-Bell, LMSW. This podcast explores the many layers of life through the lens of loss and grief, often with special guests who share their perspectives on this universal yet unique process. These explorations can offer you, the listener, avenues to encourage you to have these conversations with yourself, your family, your community, your world. Hello, I'm Bernadette Winters-Bell, your host of the podcast From Heartache to Healing and Hope. Whoa, where do you see what I have in store for you today? Mark Renson. He's a chef and an owner of a bistro and an author and so many things. He's so interesting. Want to learn about boozy muffins, bread pudding muffins? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to hear all about it on From Heartache to Healing and Hope. This series, same storm, different boats, paddling away with Mark. Oh, this will be so interesting. See you there. Welcome. I'm Bernadette Winters-Bell, your host of the podcast From Heartache to Healing and Hope. And if I got a special guest for you, Mark, welcome in. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you today? Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. (laughs) So since you know yourself best of anyone here in this podcast, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience today? Okay. How do I start there? Well, my name is Mark Renson. I am an entrepreneur. I'm an artist. I'm an author. And I'm just an all-around great guy. (laughs) If you do say so yourself, love it. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. So you live in upstate New York. You're north and east of where I am here um, in Oneonta. You're in Schenectady? Yes, we are. Yep. Wonderful. Have you always been from this area? Well, no. The long story is I grew up in New Jersey and Mm -hmm. uh, my father passed away and mom says you're going to a culinary school. And that was here in Schenectady. So mom shipped me up to Schenectady County Community College and I got my culinary arts degree there in Schenectady. So that's how I found, that's how I found Schenectady. Ah, and was um, cooking your passion? Cooking has always been my passion, yes. And my mom was the one who recognized it first. And that's why she's like, you're going, you're going to college for cooking. So I was like, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> 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 terrific, terrific. And I guess you decided to stay in Schenectady. Did well, you work yeah. for other, other restaurants? How did that process go? Yeah, um, well, I started, I graduated in 92, and mm-hmm. then I bounced all around the whole entire East Coast. I worked in Connecticut and Kentucky. I know that's not the East Coast, but uh, New Jersey, all the way down to Florida, um, and just got all the experience I can get. I worked everywhere from mom pa restaurants to uh, the Marriott to these major chains and four star restaurants. And I just, I did everything from busing tables to being their head restaurant chef. So I just gained all this experience from 92. And then we opened the restaurant in 2000, which was eight years, eight years of just running around and learning. Oh, you know, I read on your website, the backstory of your restaurant. If you just share that with the audience, it's so interesting. Uh, well, yeah, ambition is, yeah. Well, you know, ambition isn't just a restaurant, you know. 
a lot of, a lot of restaurants are just businesses and ambition is not just a business it's not just a restaurant it's my soul and and you, how do you describe a soul and you can't they're unique they're creative um and when you walk in ambition it's 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 unlike any place you've ever been you just you just walk in you know you're someplace different and that, I don't know, that's the best way to describe the ambition love it even the building that you're in yeah it has such an entering interesting story i was reading about black boots and thought me that would get me into the restaurant it might scare others but i thought that was good so why don't you share about black boots i thought that was so interesting yeah. well when we, when we bought the restaurant in 2000 the old owners told us that there's a spirit in the building and we're like yeah 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 whatever you know and i'm always i'm inquisitive, inquisitive. so you know i put in the back of my mind and about three years into the restaurant, we're cleaning out the upstairs. And one of the rumors I once heard was there was gambling in the building and there was uh, prostitution in the building. Um, so as I'm upstairs, I find I'm finding all these poker chips and cards. And it's it's the third floor. It's, you know, it's completely hidden. It's not just, you know, someplace that's easily accessed. And then up there was a corset. And I'm like, these are these are weird things to find, especially after I've been told, you know, that this house used to be a prostitution and uh, a, a gambling pod. Right. So in the process of doing that, I think by cleaning up the upstairs, I woke somebody up and energy moving myself and my employees, we would all see black boots. These black boots would either be uh, walking down the steps or you open the door and there'd be just a pair of black boots. You know, they'd be there for a second, you know, and then they're gone. You, you have to ask yourself, did I really see that? But right. then after you see it and after somebody else sees it and then somebody else sees it, you will know you're all not just seeing things. You exactly. lost these boots. So we call the spirit in the house Black Boots. And I believe he's the original owner of the building. The building was erected in 1870. His name is Asbury B. Christian. And I believe that this is who is in the building. So that's why we named them Black Boots. And apparently he's still around. So he's still around. Yeah. Do you think he's enjoying your cooking? <laughs> I, I think he enjoys me. I think he's the one who found me and says, come on in and, and run this restaurant. Ah. <laughs> I don't know how many other restaurants can survive what ambition has survived if I'm not given, if I'm not getting heavenly uh, divine right. wisdom. Wow. So we opened it. Was it a full restaurant? It was a full restaurant. It's always been a full restaurant. And in fact, in 1870, when the building was erected, GE, General Electric was in its heyday in like 1904. And, and this right. building that we're in was 24 hours, seven days a week. It was open, never closed. Wow. That's just, yeah, that's part of the, another part of the history of the building. It's just so old. It's like a lot of your restaurants down in, uh, well, you're not in New York, but like New York. It just Yeah, yeah down diners and other places that are 24-7. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yes. Wow. was bustling in, in, its, in its heyday. Mm. So the um menu that you developed early on what did it look like or what did it favor well you know what the funny thing is is i've tried to change the menu over years and the problem is is people always ask for all the old stuff so i still have some original sandwiches that have been on the menu for 20 almost 20 april is going to be 21 years for 21 years i've had these sandwiches on the menu that i just can't get rid of because people always ask for them 21 years later our original customers are still around and they're still asking for these 
my menu mostly is vegetarian and, and poultry. And the reason why that is because I'm allergic to seafood. We do have a lox on the menu. We do have crab cakes. But other than that, there's really no seafood because I, I'm the chef. I'm yeah. the one who's handling the food. I can't handle seafood I, without major allergic reactions. So um, mostly everything is vegetarian and chicken, which kind of put us in a healthier category than most mm -hmm. restaurants that have fryer laters because we don't have a fryer that have fryer layers that have you know all these shall i say quote quote unhealthy foods so right and very very early on we were dubbed as a healthy cafe and just because i was learning oh. wow well sure when you hear restaurant it doesn't have a fryer it's like wait a minute you know yeah, right. yeah. exactly, yep. exactly. Well, or don't serve pizza either <laughs> oh god you don't yeah. have wings and pizza? What kind of place are you, Mark? <laughs> exactly. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> wow. So what's kept, besides your excellent energy, what's kept the business going all these years? Um, divine intervention. <laughs> um, I love food, music, and Hollywood. Mm. And when I was younger, if I had more confidence in myself, I would be a Bruce Springsteen. But I didn't have the confidence, so I went into a food business like my mom directed me to. And in doing that, I've invited my passion into this restaurant and I feed, I don't know how the universe works that way, but I feed entertainers. They come out of the woodworks and they find me at Ambition. Um, all, everybody, it's, it's, it's an amazing life. And I always say, if you have a purpose, you can't run from it. And I tried to run from my purpose, but it found me. <laughs> so that's, that purpose is probably what kept the ambition going all these years. People just love the excitement of the restaurant. These entertainers who come in, keep the exciting, keep the excitement building because, hey, did you see Bradley Cooper? Hey, did you see Ryan Gosling? Hey, did you see Bethany Frankel? Hey, did you see this one, that one, this one? And people, people love that. So that's one of the biggest excitements of the restaurant is who you're going to see in there. Wow. And generally, besides your great bistro, what else would bring them to Schenectady, do you think? Well, you know what? We have a big college in town. It's not a big college, but it's Union College. And it's a, it's a pretty substantial size college. They're almost an Ivy League. They're not. Um, we have Proctor's Theater, which is a beautiful vaudeville theater that uh, travels, traveling Broadway shows come in. Mm -hmm. um, we just recently got a casino. Schenectady. There's a couple of museums. We have a beautiful Maison Museum. Uh, we have a, a, a beautiful cemetery. Um, and then there's uh, two neighborhoods. One's called the GE Plot, which is where all the early engineers of GE wow. built these houses. There's 76 houses in this plot. Actually, that's where we're living right now. This is one of the, we live in one of the houses in the GE Plot. Um, and then there's another area called the Stockade. And the Stockade was built in 1790. And they're all really beautiful little buildings that people like to walk around that neighborhood also. Nice. So those are, those are probably the key things to look at when you come to Schenectady. Absolutely. And Proctor Theater is, you know, a magnificent building in and of its own, right? Yeah. So you know of it? Oh, sure. Sure. Okay, yeah. yep. You're not all that far from me. So we, oh, we okay. travel. Well, when we could travel. <laughs> <laughs> so your restaurant's going. You've... Um, obviously become a big part of the community and music is part of what you do do you do you have music there at the end at the uh, restaurant 
other than my piped in Spotify, no, we don't have music in there. We used to have music in there in the, in the early day, but then I got, I got whacked with too many fees and fines with um, HASCAP and uh, BMI. And it's, it's, to me, it's just, it just wasn't worth it. It wasn't doing what I wanted to do it. And then I realized I don't want to work nights. I don't want to be here till one o'clock in the morning. Right. One of the reasons why my husband and I bought this restaurant in this downtown area is because we wanted a quasi normal life. Mm -hmm. And our restaurant is open eight to three. And in the earlier days, we stayed open um, till like six and seven or nine on Thursday nights. But we just, we got rid of all the night stuff. And now we just do eight to three, seven days a week. Beautiful, and, oh, seven days a week, wow. Yeah. But so, nights, that's lovely. So yeah. it's going along, you're combining your different passions, obviously yep. a success in the community. And then we come to about a year ago. Oh, yeah. And um, it's become known to me, Mark, that after World War I, uh, because, of course, communication was so different, limited then, when people saw each other after the war ended, they would ask, how was your war? To have a sense of how it went for them. So I ask you, Mark, how has your pandemic been? Well, you know what? It's, uh, again, divine intervention. Uh, just before the pandemic hit, I make bread pudding at the restaurant. I've made it for 20 years. It's been an automatic success. People loved it from the first day I, I made it and sell pans and pans and pans and pans of it. So a week before the pandemic hit, I'm thinking to myself, okay, and I, you know, I talk to my higher self, I listen to it. And, you know, most people's inspiration comes from their themselves. And you just have to learn to listen to yourself and listen to that inner voice that tells you what to do. So I'm thinking to myself, what should I do? And this inner voice said to me, put Bailey's in your bread pudding mix. So I put Bailey's in my bread pudding mix and I made muffins out of them. And they're, mm -hmm. usually I make a pan, but this time I made little muffins, put a little icing on top of it and they were cute and they were adorable. And it was an overnight total chaos success. People went wild over it. And then the pandemic hit. And then people were bored, they were online, and they wanted comfort. So people started buying these muffins and shipping them all over the country. I mean, Tennessee, Texas, Florida, all over. It was just thousands and thousands of muffins. This little, my little restaurant, every day, we're making nine, ten dozen muffins every single day through this pandemic. So... That's how, that's my work. You know, it's just. Was it, was it ever an issue to get that much Baileys? I mean, <laughs> my God, you were making a lot of muffins. Getting the Baileys was never the issue. Sometimes I ran out of business. That was the issue. So I was whatever I could find, hard rolls, Kaiser rolls, whatever I could get my hands on. Oh, right, for the bread. Wow. Yeah, these bread puddings is, is really what the issue was. How do I find more bread? So, um, yeah. Maybe so, hoping to all those people that were making sourdough. I understand lots and lots of people were doing that. <laughs> exactly. And you know, ironically, just mm -hmm. today we are in the uh, the Times Union, the Albany Times Union, and it's saying eatery toughing it out with muffins. So we just got written up in the article about how I we love it. and that's just that's just today. Wow. So, yeah. Yes. Well, talking about higher uh intervention here right exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow, that's terrific. So did the restaurant close, but you were there making muffins and shipping them out? Is that how it went? Yeah, well, the restaurant was the restaurant was never closed, but we just couldn't do indoor dining. So everything was uh, takeout only. So people were able to come in the restaurant if they felt comfortable. They right. sat there, waited there for the food, and then they left. Right. So that, that's, how, that's how we operated for those. Uh, let's see, we shut down in March, and we were able to open back up again. I think it was... I think it was June. I forgot now. March, April, May, June. Yeah, I think it was three months we were completely shut down for. Wow. Yeah, we here in upstate New York, we've been blessed, luckier than a lot of different areas. Yes, yes. As far as numbers and um, being able to yeah, sure, yes. absolutely. Wow. Um, so, are you at like fifty percent capacity now in the restaurant? Yes. Yes, the restaurant has been 50% capacity. We were able to serve outdoor dining all through, of course, the spring, the summer, and the fall. Um, when, you know, we, I, I was not going to invest in heaters. I, I thought it was dumb. I thought it was dumb to sit out there in 20-degree weather with snow around you, feeding these heaters with gas. It's like, to me, the expense of buying them, the expense of buying the gas, it's not worth it for the one or two tables that want to sit outside in freezing snow, 20 degrees, just to eat a meal. So I know some restaurants have bought that, but I'm just, uh, ambition didn't. So when when the cold weather came, we just went back into inside with 50%. And, you know, people people are really good about it. You know, you have, you have the few, the few that come in and think they don't have to wear a mask. So, you know, but you always, you get them everywhere. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so um, how has it been for you personally going through this pandemic? Uh, well, uh, there's, we've, I've been faced with a lot of challenges. First of all, my husband um, had to go through heart surgery. Mm. And his surgery was supposed to be in February, but then COVID hit. So then he put it off to March, then he put it off to April, then he put it off to June. Then they finally said, okay, July, let's let's do this in July. So we brought him down to Mount Sinai, which is in New York City. And so I he's the one who did all the work. I he, you know, I'm I didn't have to go through the surgery. I just had to care for him after it got done. So going through this pandemic, I had to be very careful, you know, because not only because now his immune system was compromised. Sure. So here I am running a restaurant. I am seeing everybody every single day, uh, you know. Right. So that was very challenging for me um, to get through that. And I think just another part of it, uh, like with everyone else, it's just being away, just just not being able to hug your mom or, you know, see your sisters or it was it was very emotional. So one thing I did also is because of our love for Key Largo, I, I decorated our front porch, Key Largo style. I have all these colors and plants and all that good stuff. And our local paper said, what are you doing during the pandemic? So I said, I decorated my porch like Key Largo. They, then they said, oh, can we come and take pictures of it? So I was featured in the Gazette, our newspaper, for having a Key Largo front porch and what I did through COVID. And it's true. Every time I would go out to the front porch, I would yell to Greg, I'm going to Key Largo. <laughs> so I'm stuck in Schenectady, but I still got Key Largo. <laughs> and, you know, once we address um, how we can keep our sense of humor and our yes. balance during these times, like you were saying before, there's always going to be difficulties. Yes. How to address them and respond to them is important. You know, Correct. just when you were saying 
that Greg's surgery kept getting postponed. And I'm thinking, how is heart surgery, elective surgery that they don't just do, you know? Yeah. But then again, New York City was inundated with so many cases. So right. yeah, how is he now? Oh, he's fantastic. You know, he had, he had a couple of hiccups. No, um, but uh, overall, he's he's charged right out of it. He's strong, and uh, yeah, he's doing very well. So thank you. Uh, oh, terrific! I'm so glad to hear. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and uh, through the whole process, of course, we applied for our PPP note, which we received. Um, and the PPP note was fantastic, but like all businesses who received them, it was great, but it wasn't enough. So you know, thank God again, these muffins that just came charging right in and. Woo, you know, amen, amen, you know. Wow, are you still, I guess you're still doing the muffins if you were in the paper yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, we are, yeah. Now you've got me salivating for the muffins. <laughs> yeah, they're delicious. Uh, they're, we, so we, we dubbed them the boozy muffins and there's Bailey's, there's Kahlua Espresso, there's Pina Colada, there's Lemoncello, um, there's Blueberry Bourbon, um, there's a Jack Daniels Chocolate Pecan, just people have gone nuts over them and they, they're just, wonderful that it expanded like that yeah, for starting yeah. with a bread pudding right a, a, a bailey bread pudding muffin to, to this yes i just i just love it so <laughs> as you're going forward um what keeps your hope for the future i just want continued success you know um, you know, but here's one thing I, I'm working on. Um, I'm working, I, I'm a published author and mm -hmm. I wrote a book, my first book. It's called, Is the Coffee Fresh? And it's about my restaurant. It's about um, confessions of drama, dysfunction and daily life at Downtown Coffee House. Um, I was gonna all, say, I love the, the whole title. <laughs> all the chaos I would see on a daily basis, I put in this book and uh, right. talks about me feeding entertainers and all this good stuff, but. Right. I'm writing a second book and it's called, How Will I Know? It's about a man who falls on hard times and begs and pleads and meets his guardian angel. And his guardian angel is Whitney Houston. Now I'm in the process of trying to contact Pat Houston, who is the head of the estate. Right. And to get her permission to let me use Whitney in the book. So that's where I'm at right now. The book is done but now I'm waiting on her permission. So if I can get her permission to do it, then it's a go. But that's, that's wow. my, and that's my next hopeful project. As soon and as you're talking about, I'm thinking it's a wonderful life in Clarence, you know? That's <laughs> exactly right. things. That's, yes. yeah. Yeah, you got Whitney Houston saying, how will I know? Yeah. <laughs> One of the most beautiful things about the book is as you're reading the book, and Whitney pops in as the guardian angel, you feel like she's still alive. And we all love our celebrities and entertainers and we all miss Whitney, we all miss Michael Jackson and Elvis, but reading this book makes you feel like Whitney's still here with us. And that's one of the most beautiful things about it because we all miss her. We all, you know, she had her troubles just like we all do, you know, we're all human, but everybody loves Whitney for this America sweetheart that she was. And, and so, what you're bringing forward, what I'm hearing is that to uh, remind people or let them know that that spirit of her is yeah. still here in her music and in her life's journey, you know, and all of those things. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's pretty hopeful. I love it. Well, thank you. Well, so, come on, I, come on, Pat Houston, come on. <laughs>
Well, if she's listening, Pat, uh, I think this is be a great idea. Exactly. <laughs> Wonderful. So I know people are going to ask me this. So let's get this info out there. How do they buy the muffins, Mark? Uh, well, we are old school at Ambition. So they have to call the restaurant, which is 518-382-9277. Uh, of course, we are in Schenectady, New York. The address is 154 J Street, Schenectady, New York, 12305. The restaurant, of course, is called Ambition. Um, that's it. Uh, there, we do have a Facebook page. People have ordered through the Facebook page, which, of course, I'm, I'm the one who handles that. So whenever I get an order, I make sure it's done. Um, there are no other people that I hire to take care of this stuff for me. So you are, if you're calling, you're either getting me or our employees, you're not getting some telemarketer, you, you know, uh, right. if you go through the website, I don't think you can do it through the website. Our website is, is very accurate, but I don't think you can order through the website. Um, but yeah, Facebook. And the Facebook page is called Ambition Bistro? Am uh, I, I think it's Ambition Coffee and Eatery. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, and we're going to make sure that we put that information up when we launch this interview, awesome. to make sure, awesome. because, ah, I want people to come and get your muffins or have them Moosey. shipped. It's, it's a boozy muffin. Boozy muffin, I love it. It's going to be longer, we need some boozy muffins. Love it, love it, Oh, you know, I can't wait to launch this interview, Mark. Your awesome. energy and spirit will be hopeful to people. Awesome. Right? And that uh, I'm sure there's some more than hiccups in the past here that yes. you've overcome. I, I, I sense that from you. But that's not what you wanted to share with us or give out. No, you said this was hard, but we did this. You Correct. know, Black Boots is here and we're still here. Greg yeah. had this operation and yet we're still here. That is absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, what I say to people is, I'll hold the hope for you until you can hold it for yourself. And that's kind of what you're offering for people. You're offering the hope, whether it's through your smile, your spirit, your muffins, your eatery, you know, you're offering that also. So I say thank you to a kindred spirit. Well, thank you very much. That was very kind, and I really appreciate that. It's really special. And you know, I got a little—I got a little glassy eyed when you were speaking to me. So, very kind. Your kindness came through. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And so today, in this part of the series of my podcast, all same storm, different boats. I'm paddling away with Mark, and I can't wait to share this with everyone. So, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Mark. You're welcome very much. Mwah. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. I forgot to tell you at the beginning that after I say goodbye, we have to just stare at each other until Petrus says we're good. No, we're good. We're good now. Wonderful. Terrific. That was great. Thank you. Good. You're welcome. Did you get out the message that you wanted to say to people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I got, I got the restaurant in there. I got the book in there. I got that we're in the paper. I got the boozy muffins uh, and my new project. How will I know? Please, please, please. There we go. It'll yes. come to you when it's ready to come to you. Wonderful. It will. It will. 100%. I believe that. And I believe that I, I already see the book done. And that's what they say about manifesting. You got to see the finished product. I already see the book being done. So um, it's going to get done. Excellent. Wonderful. Yep. Well, 
I can tell you now, you're going to see myself and probably my husband come up and uh, be at the restaurant.